Tyler Goodspeed, who's former chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors during the Trump administration, presently a Hoover Institution fellow out at Stanford University. Welcome back, Tyler. Thank you. Good to be with you, Larry. Uh, you were good on the show the other night. I wanted another minute for you, but, you know, TV, <laughs> never, there's never another minute, but you were perking. Um, so let's talk about the jobs report. Mm -hmm. 333,000 private payrolls is pretty good. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Uh, the report is a slower increase in jobs, and Joe Biden is touting slower jobs. Now, Tyler, I don't... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think everything's going to slow down. It's already started. But the point is, um, we are about 800, 850,000 jobs below the pre-pandemic high. So, you know, we're recovering, but we're not expanding. Why would you want slower jobs? Yeah, that's a, a bit of a head scratcher. And it was good to see labor force participation tick up, but mm. we're still not back to where we were pre-pandemic. And I think that when you look at the U.S. economy today, it's, it's still doing a pretty poor job by historical standards. It's doing a pretty poor job at matching unemployed workers to, to vacant jobs. In fact, mm -hmm. we haven't been doing this poorly since, since the late 1970s. And I think part of that is the early retirements. Part of it is also that there's still some regional variation in, in the labor market recovery. So some parts of the country have recovered super strong. Uh, but it's not easy to move unemployed workers from California and New York to Texas and, Cal and, and Florida. <laughs> hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The red states have done much better than the blue states. No question about mm -hmm. that. Um, Tyler, the GDP now from the Atlanta Fed is 1.3% for the second quarter. Uh, that uh, they haven't updated for the job report, but they're one point three. The first quarter was negative, whatever it was, one one and a half. Um, I mean, that's a slowdown, isn't it? I mean, that's just a slowdown. And Biden's got to deal with that, along with the inflation problem, and along with the fact that gas prices have doubled. Yeah, six dollars and fifty cents a gallon here in Palo Alto uh, when we last filled <laughs> up this week. <laughs> ah, that's great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and actually, this is why I, I found the latest Congressional Budget Office long-run forecast just completely baffling. I mean, they are they are very optimistic on, on on somehow getting inflation to come down, despite they they have demand still being above their estimates of potential output, and they have unemployment still below their estimate of of a natural rate. So, I mean, riddle me that how you can get immaculate disinflation. I think parthenogenesis is more likely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, no, I was going to ask you the other thing is uh, wages. Wages are okay in this report. So average hourly earnings for all employees, supervisors, and production uh, up 5.2%, 12 months. Uh, for the production workers, middle class, hard hat, blue collars, uh, they're actually 6.5%. Now, that's a high number, but it's a good number. I mean, I, you know, they got killed in 2020. I'm glad they're bouncing back here. But, Tyler, both of those wage numbers are below the inflation rate by, you know, two to three percentage points. So real wages are falling 
Uh, my pal Rick Santelli calls it the canary in the coal mine for a weaker economy, maybe recession. How do you see that? Yeah, so this is something that I think you and I, Larry, started talking about as long ago as, as last spring. Mm. And I think it's actually part of the reason why we haven't seen labor force participation fully recover. And that is because, look, pe- people respond to real wages, not nominal wages. Uh. And if, if, if real wages on average are declining, then that's, that's not a huge incentive for, for folks on the margin between working and not working. Uh, in terms of its risk to the to the outlook, the macroeconomic outlook, look for a while for a long while last year and early this year, even though average real wages were declining, the overall real wage bill for the whole economy was still increasing until we got to March. And then in March, we actually saw that that overall the total wage bill in the U.S. economy uh, didn't keep up with inflation. So that's that is a little bit concerning for the outlook. So is this you mean this past March, this this past winter March, this, this past. Yes. The two months ago. So totally. Right. So that's like total income. And now yep. total income. Right. Wages times hours work. And that's an important point. Uh, yep. Now that's falling behind inflation also. So that's going to be yep. a big problem. That's that's a big problem. Uh, you know, Households are still sitting on $2 trillion plus in accumulated above-trend savings, but that's eventually going to dissipate. And, you know, if your real earnings are going down, you're going to be a little bit more hesitant to go out and spend. Are we in a recession? Are we in the front end of a recession? I don't, I don't think so. You know, when we look at that Q1 report, yes, inventories declined a lot, exports declined a lot, government spending declined a bit. But when we look at the real inertial components of GDP, mm. particularly consumption, you know, it was still pretty strong. Uh, and I think that's going to persist for another couple quarters. Uh, but the real risk of the outlook, in, in my view, is is starting in 2023. Mm. How much, uh, what are you thinking now for the Fed? and their interest rate tightening and their balance sheet money supply tightening. How tough are they going to be? Well, I mean, it's looking like probably not tough enough. They are, I think it's pretty baked in that they are going to have to do the 250s and probably I can see them switching to a 25. But look, if if we reflect on the 1970s, the Fed started to tighten to try and get inflation under control four times before Volcker. And every time they said, this is it, this is when we're going we're gonna to get inflation under control. And four times they paused or outright U-turned. Hmm. And the median time from the start of a tightening cycle to a pause or U-turn was eight and a half months. Hmm. What if, you know, they do 50... 50, in, what is it, 50 this month, 50 next month. They'll do another 50 in September. So that'd be 150, I'll call it. Plus. So that would be 2.5% Fed funds rate. But the inflation rate is still going to be higher than the target rate. Yep. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm thinking is this thing's going to go on for quite some time and the economy is going to suffer from it. I mean, Biden is yeah. trapped here, I think. His woke policies have trapped the Fed first to expand, now to contract. <laughs> I mean, I don't see how they get out of this. 
Um, and, and, and it's the wrong playbook for where we are now. You know, the, the, the long forward guidance, the slow hiking cycle made sense in the context of the 2010s when inflation was nowhere in sight. You're trying mm-hmm. to give markets a lot of, a lot of guidance, but inflation is already here. <laughs> right. And so I don't think this, this, this dragged out incremental approach with a lot of uncertainty necessarily makes sense in this context. Hmm. I would say another defeat for progressive policies, Tyler Goodspeed. That's what I would say. Big government socialism doesn't work. It it doesn't work. And, you know, as as you and I have discussed before, it's if they were serious about tackling this inflation problem, which which is taxing lower income households mm-hmm. for whom a lot of these expenses are a bigger share of disposable personal income and, and they don't own their own home. So that's the biggest inflation hedge that, that they don't have. Hmm. Uh, if they wanted to tackle inflation, then there are things that they could be doing right now. Things like expanding leasing and permitting. Uh, for for new drilling, things mm. like maybe issuing a few waivers for 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 uh, Jones Act to yeah. allow ship, shipment from port to port, mm-hmm. but they're not doing that because it would alienate their progressive base. Right. Yeah, they want more social spending. All right, Tyler. Um, gloomy but not impossible. There is a way out. The cavalry's coming. I hope it gets here <laughs> the soon. The cavalry enough. is coming. Yeah. 